What's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind and My Creative Business Podcast. I am your host, Shy Speaks. And I am your host, Ron Ironic Lee Jr. And this is the number one podcast for creative preneurs to gain strategy, structure, and self-development. And we have a special guest with us. Um, this is the CEO and founder of Cage Design Studios, um, longtime friend, a longtime brother, longtime colleague as well. So Frank Cage is in the building. Yeah. Glad to be here. <laughs> Frank is in the building. How you feeling, Frank? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm well. <laughs> I am excited because today we are going to be tapping into the mindset of Frank Cage, again, the owner of Cage Design Studios, who is very qualified to be having this conversation because he went to SAA, which is the School of Arts for Advertising. Also, he has you know, some other credentials as well. Got to go ahead and drop that associate's degree of science and graphic art. So uh, he took that those skills and that education and then took it from there and went wild with it. So we're going to be unpacking all of that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So let's just, so we, that's us introducing yourself, but how do you introduce yourself to, to everybody? Mm. Man, that's, that's, that's a good question right off the bat, bro. Um, I, I I consider myself a, a Scotty Pippen, if you will, right? You know, um, many individuals kind of press and like to be in the forefront of things. I take pride in being at number two. So if I had to, you know, introduce myself as anything, man, is you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a meek type of guy. I love being in the background. Uh, that's where you gain the best perspective of things. And then uh, from there, that's when you can put in work. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, so yeah, so like Shai just mentioned that you had you got some credentials. You, I mean, you're a creative, but you're you're educated creative. Yes, sir. So let's just talk about that a little bit. Like, what made you decide to go to SAA, um, and then you know transfer to Kaplan and whatnot, and and especially with getting a, a degree in um, the science of graphic arts. So kind of talk about you know art, art and advertisement, and then you know, the, the, the science of, of graphic arts, just for a little bit, and then we're going to get into some other stuff. Yeah. Um, so um, right after uh, high school graduation, I really didn't have no idea what I wanted to do. Um, but I was passionate about one thing um, is uh, doing something that I was uh, passionate about and that I love. Um, so um, my background is fine art. Um, so uh, throughout high school, man, I, I love to paint. I love to draw. You know, um, but I was a knucklehead, right? So um, we actually had a graphic design program in high school that I wasn't even aware of. Um, but I love to paint and I love to draw. You know, didn't even know that it existed. I didn't even know what graphic design was. Um, but just kind of following my heart, man. Um, I just decided, you know, um, let's go to art school. It just seemed like that was a thing to do, right? We kind of bred with that that form of thinking, like go go to high school, go to college, get a gig. So I was done with high school. So I'm like, okay, I got to go to college. That's what they telling me. So um, let me do something that I enjoy and that I like, uh, which was art. And uh, that kind of was the uh, step of faith in that, in that area. Okay. 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 So you go to the art schools, right? You went to two, you went to two separate art schools. So yep. then you yep. graduate. 
So then, like, what's your what's your next move after graduation? Mm. Um, so I'm from a small town, uh, Lima, Ohio, man. Um, we are very, um, what do I want to say? Um, we're not as innovative and progressive as most. So, um, but it's a tight knit community. It's very uh, home felt, you know what I mean? So um, after I graduated, I came back home um, and uh, I started working for a local news shop, um, a sign shop, you know, different things of that nature, just to kind of uh, use my uh, skill set. But um, they were really uh, limited uh, creative wise. Um, I had, uh, during the time in my course of uh, college, man, I had a complete uh, life transformation uh, during that, uh, where um, I acquired an appetite just for um, not only like the, the things of God, because that is a strong foundation of what kind of got me into this space, um, but just the, the liberation that I felt and creativity. So uh, moving moving back home in, in, in this uh, small town city, small town thinking, um, I was very limited creatively. And uh, man, it was just a matter of time uh, before I had to do something about it, man. And um, my last job, I ended up uh, getting fired, man. And uh, I still have a, a great relationship with the cat to this day. Um, I actually have a working relationship. Um, but he came to me and said, Frank, I can tell that your heart is, is somewhere else. I'm glad to let you go. And uh, I feel like that was kind of uh, the, the bird, you know, kicking me out the nest a little bit, you know what I mean? And that's when I kind of Got into that entrepreneur space a little bit more. Okay. Them, okay, hold on. I see what you did there. Kicked out the nest, cage designs. Oh, Frank! Not only does he paint and draw, he got bars. <laughs> Man, that's like no. Nah, okay, I like it. Okay, so I got a question because eventually you established Cage Design Studios, right? So. Before we, I'm going to ask you a question about how you got there. But first, give me like, what does Cage Design Studios consist of currently right now? Like, just for people who are listening, they just heard your story. You got fired. You got kicked out of the cage. Now you became Cage Design. Like, so, but, but what, what is Cage Design? Like, what all does it consist of? Studios. So if I had to sum it up in a nutshell, man, it's uh, visual communication, right? Um... And you can take that as broad and as deep. Uh, specifically, services that, that we use is definitely the art of uh, graphic design, video production, um, web development, content creation. We're all in this space, right? Um, but it's really taking uh, the stories of individuals, um, knowing how to communicate those. Um, but more importantly, um, I think what kind of set me apart from, from everyone else is I believe uh, every person is a creative. Um, every person is creative, and my job is just to find that that thing that's inside them and kind of highlight it. So opposed to me always kind of pulling from my ideas, I really like to dig, provoke, um, irritate the individual that I'm working with to stimulate something that's already in them, and then I just highlight it. And then usually that's when you get that that aha moment. So um, we have a, a a process where I believe, you know, I'll sum it up this way. I believe you make beautiful art. You can bring conflicting elements into harmony. So I look for those 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 moments, those those things of conflict with individuals that I'm working with. Then try to hone in on that and, and, and make art with it. Now, okay, 
you said something as far as you know com communications right mm -hmm. I, I heard i heard this and then the, the art but then the art of storytelling and using communication so is that something that came natural to you or is this something that you learned while you were in school because once again you went to a school of advertisement and art and then you went to a school for science and graphic arts so is that something that was learned or taught or was that something that's more nature to you definitely something that happened organic in nature so um part of my process um like i said you know with with my foundation being faith-based like i was really looking to you know get to like know god like for myself like i grew up in the church and all of that was cool but i got to a space where i was like you know god i need you to be real for me so i put him to the test in that within this time of going to school and I used to like just um, record and, and, and journal everything. I literally would be, you know, praying about something and I write it in a note, you know, um, and archive it, videos, different things of that nature, my entire prayer. And then when different things would manifest, I would be able to go back to it. So literally from the time that I've started, I've been like just uh, recording my own story, you know, and I've been able to see the benefit of that. So naturally, um, that's why I look for those moments in individuals to help tell their story so they see the value in it for whatever their journey is. Hmm. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Sha. Go ahead. Okay, so okay, so we got you pretty much, yeah. You you're you're documenting your story, so it's like let me help the other people document theirs, which is very clever and it's very yeah, I, I love that. All right, so Cage Design Studio, you told me what it does. Tell me just a few of the things that you're proud of that Page Design Studios like have worked, like some of the projects that you've worked on that are like noteworthy for you. Hmm. Man, that's, that's a good question. Um, I would say probably like one of the most things that I'm proud of right now is, uh, like I said, we, I originally moved back to my city. Like right now, because of the things that I have done, I'm, I'm really uh, helping leading in innovation um, and community development. Um, there's a lot of things that were stagnant in the city um, that through my work has kind of pushed the envelope and pushed things forward. Uh, so if I had to say, you know, one thing that I'm most proud about right now, um, it's, the, it's the work that's going on behind the scenes in the community. Uh, really, I feel like, you know, establishing a level of hope for individuals. Um, and, and it's one of those deals, like, if, if you've been in Lima, then, then you know. <laughs> you know, so it's good just kind of ride around the city, you know, and, and, and see uh, billboards that we've created, you know, hear individuals in the shop or in the, uh, shopping market, you know, uh, talk about things that they don't even know that we're behind the scenes working on or have done. And just kind of see the life that comes from that because, you know. Um, so tell uh, me those things. I know you know right, behind the scenes. Right. Tell me what those projects are. Okay, What's the yeah. billboards? Give, give, um, give, okay, so, so, give me a couple of them. All right. So. Um, uh, the specifics uh, for the last three years. Um, let me take y'all back to COVID just for a minute, because that that kind of shifted some things, right? So I've been able to um, connect with you guys, you know, online and, and do numerous different projects. And COVID kind of put us in a standstill in how we move, traveling, different things in nature. Um, so my focus shifted, you know, here, uh, here local. And one of the projects uh, that I helped uh, develop was. Um, Central District project here in uh, Ohio. So um, with that with that project, um, man, uh, we we've been able to get a grant for over uh, 1.2 million dollars that has come specifically in the Lima area to help um, 
develop, you know, um, small businesses, minority uh, businesses, um, different things of that nature. So uh, really wow. like creating opportunities for those that don't have, you know. So um, for me, it's, it's, it's dope to create, you know, uh, pretty pictures and different things of that nature. But when you're actually making something make impact in people's lives as a creative, that's, that's what stimulates well, that, that's what stimulates me. So, um, those, those those type things are, are are really pulling on me right now. Got you. Okay, okay. So we got things that's going on behind the scenes. You got billboards. You work with cities, districts. One point two, one million. You know, millions of dollar grants being attached to projects that you're working on. So now this is six and seven figure. Um, things that are happening with Page Design Studios. But I, you, we know that when you first got kicked out of the nest, right, right, then you were freelancing first. You didn't mm-hmm. actually have a LLC. Page Design Studios is an LLC, right? Correct. Right? So you didn't have, so why, why not keep taking jobs as a freelancer, right? Why did, she, why did you actually say, I want to make this Page Design Studios? Um. Just to be real, it was the bag, right? It was the bag. So um, I had a, I had a uh, man. It's such a journey, y'all. Like I'm trying to see like which to go to, and you know, and, and what really to uh, pull on. But um, everything changed for me when I had my son. So um, when I'm when I first started off, uh, you know, you you you're just creating from pure passion pure love of the art. And that's still very much there. But after I had my team, it got to a place where it's like, you know, no, you need money, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You need money. You gotta you gotta make some transitions. So with that, that's when it got more serious on the business side because now it wasn't about me. You know what I mean? It was about, you know, another responsibility that I had. You know, um, so that kind of transition, you know, from the, the, the studio aspect, um, Literally at that time, uh, when I was freelancing, like I had no uh, life insurance, I had uh, no re- retirement plan. Like I wasn't thinking about none of that. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm loving to create um, and connect with people, and I'm in that space. Um, but you know, when I had my son. You know, like real life responsibilities hitting, so I had a choice to make at that time. Do I want to continue to do this? Or not, you know, and if so, I gotta find it. I have it has to be more uh, financially, you know, stable. It has to be more uh, financially focused to some degree. Um, and you know, uh, that's that's been uh, almost eleven years now from that thought. Um, and I'm gonna be honest, like it's, it's still a strength, still a challenge, you know, even on the business side of things, just because I'm so much of a creator. You know, I have a heart there. At the end of the day, you know, um, I have responsibility. So that, that kind of, I believe that was uh, a God or dang thing for me. You know what I mean? To kind of help me in that area. Or if not, you know, I don't know. I, I probably won't be here. I'll be at the factory somewhere, y'all. Now, okay, now question. Um, that that job that you got kicked out of the nest on, mm-hmm. like what, what were you actually doing? Like what was that job? Um, and it was a sign shop, so uh, we would, which which was great. It was great. It was great in uh, uh, two two parts because the owner he had uh, quit his job and started a sign shop. So I was coming into a family owned business. Um, so 
kind of seeing his son come to the come to the shop, you know, um, and uh, we will work on, you know, just different projects for businesses. You know, um, I believe I was there for a key time to kind of soak in that information and really get inspired for that. Um, so it was it was cool, you know, designing the different signs and you know brands for corporate uh, businesses and different things of that nature. Um, but I believe that that was key to kind of shift my focus, you know, in some of the business aspect. Because at the time when I was doing my freelance work, it was more um, I was doing a um, a lot of hip hop covers. I was doing a lot of flyers. You know, those are cool. I still love doing those things. You know, but being in that business thing or that business environment, it kind of shifted my mind towards corporate opportunities and different things of that nature. And uh, that's that's where the bag at. Okay. So yeah. so you working with a small business mm-hmm. kind of planted a seed to like, oh, I could possibly do this as well. Absolutely. You know, um, I won't necessarily say it planted the seed. It, it gave me the confirmation. It gave me more the confirmation of my next move. And I think as um, I began to kind of grow in that, I think he's seen it as an employer. You know, um, he was uh, well aware of my talents and different things of that nature, but um, he's seen that I had a different type of uh, appetite for something. And uh, yeah, he kind of gave me, gave me the, the, the okay to go ahead and do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, if, if he would not have let you go, do you think you still, I mean, I, probably not to this day, but I'm saying, do you think you still would have? You would have stayed on there a lot longer than you ended up staying. No, it was just a matter of time. It was a matter of time. Yep. <laughs> okay, so you keep saying something that's really interesting. You saying, "Well, you know, it was just a matter of the bag." So when we said a matter of the bag, we were talking about making sure things are financially lucrative and financially stable, right? Yeah. Okay, so when you were freelancing, right? How how many? How would you say? What's the number of clients you had like on a monthly basis? Just like as a freelance? Um, I probably was juggling on average for about 15, 15 to 20 at a time. 15 to 20 at a time? Yeah, 15 to 20 clients at a time. At a time, right. And this, okay. was pri- this was prior to K's design. This was when you just solely a freelancer. Correct. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then after you became K's design, what would you say the number of how, what is the number of projects you're working on number of clients you're working on per month it probably reduced to more like 10. i like to stay around that 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 10 10 range right about now okay um, yeah now here's the question there's a decrease in the number of clients mm-hmm. but <laughs> what is the difference financially between when you were fr- um, freelancing with multiple projects where you're now a business and you're serving clients, fewer clients. Like, give me what are those figures? What like what percentage of increase happened when you did it like that? Man, I want to say probably double because it's like you know it's a difference between when I send an invoice and I still do from some people, you know, um, just because I have you know day one individuals that's been with me this entire journey. So it's a difference between when I send you an invoice as Frank Cage, you know, opposed to Cage's on Studios. Usually when you get a case design studios and that's going to a, a corporate client, they got totally different budgets. They they already expected to pay a certain number. So right. for me, that was something that I had to learn uh, early on um, in, in, in my process. And I'm gonna be honest, like when I got my, my, my first, first uh, check, if you will, from a, a corporate company, I kind of felt bad. Like I felt like I was getting over, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> until, I, until I got, you know, more, 
smartphone game in that area. Um, but they just have, you know, um, bigger budgets, different expectations. They understand that, hey, if you have actual firm, you're, you're paying for life. You're paying employees. You're paying for insurance, different things of that nature. So they already have a different anticipation of a higher amount. For me, it was just nothing more than adding some zeros, you know, because the working quality has already been has has been there, you know, um, but it was just more so. Okay, working in this corporate relationship is different than working with your homeboy, you know. So that's something that I had to learn within the process. So, okay, go ahead, Ron. Well, no, I mean, so it it sounds like you you like okay. I have these corporate clients where okay, I, I'm I, I add I can add a couple more zeros than <laughs> me doing the, this other work. But it sounds like you still do that other work. It's like you still value some of those relationships that you had when you were smaller, and you still do that. So how, as a business, do you make that work? Man, that's that's the challenge. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with that, just because, like I said from the beginning, like my heart has always been fine art. So for me, it's the it's the art of it, you know. So um, I really look at you know some of those projects. For me, that's my um, that's how I establish health for myself, right? That's how that's how I keep you know my creative edge going is working with those, you know. Um, it's a totally different type of art too. I'm having more fun with those type of projects, you know what I mean? So it's not more so the monetary exchange; it's more what I'm getting in the process. And then when I go and work into this this corporate field where things are really X's and O's, you know, um, things are, are are bland. Now they're able to take some of that, you know, innovation that I got over here and add over there, you know, to set me apart from everybody else that's just stuck in in that box. So it ends up balancing out, you know. For me, it's just you know making sure that you know we're we're managing the project, if you will, you know, which is a challenge, but just kind of keeping that that healthy balance. Yeah, no, that, and that's key, listeners. I'm hoping you're, that that y'all got that because I think that's key as creatives who are entrepreneurs. You said it's like it's still a it's still a struggle. It's a battle. Don't get me wrong. It's still a struggle. However, though, I understand from a business standpoint that I have to do this for my business because I have all these mm-hmm. responsibilities as a CEO. But I still do these other projects because that is fun for me. That that is it's like almost therapeutic. Therapy. That is a release yep. for me yep. to where I don't, I don't when I'm in this box that I got to be in this box working with these corporate clients, uh, clients. But I'm able to still do something that I can be free, right? Yep. Create freely. I yep. can create freely doing these passion projects and things mm-hmm. like that. I don't shut that off totally. Yep. Yep. Right. Okay. So, all right. So earlier I asked you the number of clients, that was another thing that was key. You were serving more people, but like making half the money, right? Mm. Just freelancing. Did you realize that, hey, when I go official with my business, I'll be able to get bigger clients? Well, well I'm sorry, not bigger clients. All clients are created equal. <laughs> clients <laughs> with bigger budget, right? All people are people. But did you realize that like, hey man, if I actually just go this way, then I can pursue the, you know what I'm saying? Like, how did you, because it doubled. And I'm sure that that was like, hey, and, I, and I'm and i taking less work, making more money. Did you do this on purpose so that you could go after more prestigious things? Like you said, it's a difference in saying it framed you as an individual versus, tell us about that, about that before we 
we about, we're about to we're gonna take a break, but I just need to I need to get that piece right there. Yeah, um, it, it happened organically. It really wasn't nothing that I I, I planned for. It was um, I'm as a creative, I'm always following my heart. You know, I'm a very sensitive about everything. So for me, it was one of those deals when those opportunities came about. They they usually were. Uh, well, let me go back a little bit. So kind of leading up to that is like I will I will work with individuals that were kind of in this non-corporate space or in the church, all right? And then when you think about the church, it's like a gumbo. You got everybody in there. So now that I'm establishing these relationships with individuals in the church, they also have businesses and different things. But, you know, they're like-minded in mission. They're like-minded in, you know, uh, community impact. And that's kind of how I transitioned and getting to some of those corporate spaces just by the, the, the desire and the connection to kind of make certain community impact. So that's kind of how it spilled over, you know, it got to the point where, okay, now I'm, I have a contract over here, a contract over there, and I'm still working with these individuals. Something has to, something has to break, something has to transition. And that's kind of how it, how it came about. Right. Got you. Okay. So, all right. So at some point you are taking on bigger clients, you're making well, clients with bigger budgets, you're making more money, double. And at some point you say something has to break because not only is the project bigger, but a lot of times the expectations are different, right? Yep. So in order for you to meet those expectations, you have to start with having more like camera equipment or something has to be up. Your software that you're using probably has to change a, a more of a broader suite or some more add-ons. You know, I'm sure things had to what you're what you have internally to make these projects happen increase you probably had to start collaborating more yep. you probably had to start contracting people and delegating and you probably had to develop some type of system about yourself and i want to get in all of that after these messages let us play these videos what's the irony <laughs> it's because it's us in different color clothing. I mean, listen, we've been doing a lot of talking and we want to make sure that you have an opportunity to make a statement as well. Because we've seen people make statements with their athletic apparel. We've even seen people make statements as entrepreneurs. But one thing I haven't seen is somebody make a statement as a creative entrepreneur. So right. what we've right. done is we have given you an opportunity to make a statement as a creative entrepreneur. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So if they want to make sure that they're rocking that creative preneur gear, where can they go get that? You can go get that gear from whatstheirony.com. Hey, and <laughs> just like that, we are back. We right here at the mind of my creative business podcast are the ones that are the sponsors well you're going to be the sponsors once you get that here because you're going to help support this channel also you're going to be rocking the gear that helps you create freely back to mr create freely himself frank page tell us a little bit more about how you had to expand your tools and your systems and all that kind of stuff what what kind of software had to change when you decided to go from like just freelancing to like hey i'm bigger clients what 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 had to change there um the biggest thing that had to change on on my end was the cameras that i was shooting with right so um that probably was the 
our, our, our most expensive uh, purchase in the kind of the transition of, of upgrading. Um, as far as the software, of course, we use Adobe, Photoshop, different things of that nature. Um, but my perspective on the software is that's just a paintbrush in the artist's hand. I know individuals that use Corel, and you know everybody has their their personal uh, preference on what they use, you know. But you know, it's, the software for me is is irrelevant. You know, it's the paintbrush in, in the artist's hand. What what you gonna do with it, right? Um, but part of 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 my process has has been, you know, even when I started, uh, I believe I always kind of had for foreseen, you know, firm studio, different things of that nature. So it was wild because I was like purchasing little things uh, before I even needed it. Wow. Um, yeah. Microphone, um, podcast equipment before this even became a thing. Like, you know what I mean? So, so um, kind of excited about that space. Um, but I think real quick, real quick. So you said, you said you, you're purchasing equipment and you mentioned a while ago cameras initially as a freelancer versus a studio as a freelancer you had what one camera two cameras well you can have as many cameras you want but you know what, I'm saying? what did you have at the time how many did i have i only had one yeah. you only had one <laughs> yeah and you like studios and you're taking on more clients you said you had to invest in more cameras how, what did you do how many did you get at that point like what what, what does somebody need it's like I'm, I'm a studio like they need to go from one to Two, yeah, we three. I mean, they can have as many as they want, but what would you say? What did you do? I, I jumped up uh, immediately uh, from one to three. Um, okay. because once we started to grow, you know, I, I immediately uh, brought an individual in. Um, so I'm gonna take, for instance, like the, the first uh, wedding that we shot. You know, um, we had a, a three, three angle perspective. So I had a, a camera right in the middle, he worked the left, and I worked the right. You know, and that's kind of how we work alone to try to cover everything. So I would say, you know, when you're looking to kind of uh, elevate in that area, at least three, just so you can get, you know, all all angles that you need. Um, right. Yep. And and the reason why I wanted to help right there because people are like, hey, I'm graphics. Now I'm they're they're like you. They're in their journey like you, and they're like, I got one camera. I'll help you do some video stuff if you need it. But then at some point, you don't have time to waste time shooting. The, the camera angle from this way, then we got to shoot a side angle, yep. then we got to come back and do another angle. The reason why you wind up buying multiple cameras is so that you can get capture multiple angles in time, right? So you're, it's a it's a it's an efficiency increase, right? And it also changes the quality of the outlook. So it's just not one steel. Now it has more movement. Am, am I along the right lines? Yeah, I, you're right on it. So, and in my perspective, especially when you're uh, shooting video, is I love to overshoot. You know, so my thing is right now we're operating about four cameras. I wouldn't mind getting to like six or seven. I feel like you can never have, you know, not enough footage. You know, um, the more perspective, more angles that you have, the more different jump cuts that you can make. Um, it really helps to adding, you know, the details to the story that you're telling. So. Uh, when it comes down to the camera, it's all about, you know, just gaining those details, and that's why you need multiple. Mm -hmm. Now, when it came to you adding these additional services that you added as a result of being from the freelancer to uh, K's Design Studios, was that something that you was like, okay, I'm I'm getting a lot of requests for this stuff, 
or was it like a foresight thing? Like, okay, well, I know if they ask for this, they're going to need this. Like, how did you come to that where, okay, these are the services that I'm going to offer? Yeah, um, it was supply and demand. Um, so, like I say, when I kind of got into that space of getting introduced to uh, graphic design, I didn't know it existed. So as the business began to grow, individuals would ask, hey, you know, uh, can you shoot a wedding? I'm like, yeah, I could do it. You know, um, I don't know if that was a level of confidence, a level of hunger where I was. I just believed that I could do it, you know. Um, and I, I was ambitious enough to, to, to jump out and do those things and be able to do those things well. Um, so, and that just kind of kind of added added on, you know, over the years with you know, different services and requests. Um, of course, you know, almost being 15, 16 years in, now obviously I've been able to hone on to some things um, that were better um, and found our niche in. Um, but before kind of starting off freelance, you know, we're doing whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever people are asking, yeah, we can do it, you know what I'm saying? And just uh, putting our best foot forward towards it. Got you. Other question you said you had, you talked about having another person involved that was helping you do something. So at some point when you take on projects that are bigger and you are, because you're saying, hey, look, we have studios, we provide this, this, that, and third, right? You didn't have to begin to contract other people so or collaborate with other people. So tell me what's, what's something, tell me like how you do your collaboration. So you, I'm of course, of course you reach out to them. Is there invoicing? Like, What's the back end systems of like how to make sure that person is, you know, contracted into a, a studios of the sort that you have? As far as um, on a client base or someone that um, I'm working with towards a project? Someone you're working with. Okay. So um, right now it's, it's been all uh, development from, from ground level. When I first, uh, and, and I'll explain that when I first started, you know, um, I, I will reach out to individuals that already may have had a degree, that already was skilled in the area, right? Um, and those didn't, didn't work out as well, you know, in the sense of people jacking the client, going behind your back, different things of that nature. Um, so, Hold on, wait a minute, stop right there. I don't, I don't want you to brush over that. So yeah. you just said that you you were hiring, you were trying to hire a certain, a certain person or a certain mm -hmm. type of person in regards to Okay, I'm I'm bringing you on to work with Cage Studios, um, mm -hmm. but in doing that, you were saying that they were they were still in clients. Like, can you just touch on that a little bit? Because I yeah, I want to know the matriculation from okay, that was then, this is now. How did you mitigate that, or does that still go on? So yeah, talk, right. talk touch on that just a little bit. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah. We need to know. We know how it happens. You don't even have to explain how it right. happens. What we need to know is, and what other people want to know is, how do you mitigate that? When I'm contracting you to work with this, how do I help solve that? So that's a really great question. Ron. Yeah. Um, from that experience, we learned the importance of contractual agreements, you know, and just putting in those fine-tuned uh, letters of documentation, uh, uh, docu documentation of, you know, the nature of the agreement. So it's like if I hire you for a logo, you know, I'm going to pay you for it. I own it. And that's that. You know what I mean? You just want to have those things in place prior to um, before. Uh, you know, I will reach out to individuals, see that they were dope, will be like minded in ideas. I hit him up or hit her up or whatever the case may be. And we'll get to working um, just to find out that, you know, you know, they client jacking. Yeah. Cold world. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
So what? So so, so what does in that contract? What does that? What do you put in that contract to prevent that from happening? Um, just the specifics, the specifics of you know the agreement. You know, um, so I have some individuals that you know um, outsource certain things, certain things to me, um, and in that in the contract or agreement, you'll have some some lingo in there that speaks. You know. Um, like I said, kind of the nature of the relationship, you know, they, they differ depending on like who you're working with, you know? Um, yeah, they're, they're, they vary. Right. So I've, I've heard it, um, like a six month clause, right? So basically if I contract you in to work on this, you're working with me on it. And then even if you meet that person, y'all have a relationship, you cannot, begin to do any type of work y'all any type of collaboration beyond six months or beyond a year and I, they say that because our the scope of project that you're on maybe probably lasts a month if there's any loose end that needs to be tied up then you can tie those up and once you and the client is no longer working together anymore and they decided to hit them back up then at least they could have back up as a negative. so i've heard about stuff like that being put in the contract um so you talked First of all, ownership, do they know what they own? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's so it's kind of not like the collaboration is smooth. You're not arguing over who owns what, but then also the scope of work, and then also the flaws between like how as somebody work with somebody else. It's not like stealing a client two years later. You know what I'm saying? Like no, right, it's, right. they just you and that person don't work anymore. So, but some people will say. Hey, it, with within this time frame, y'all y'all would have to wait to work because everything probably is going to be falling under the the business that I brought in here. Right. Yep. Yep. And like right now, like I have a contract with you know um, one one of our uh, one of our photographers. Like the f- specifics of our agreement is you know she can only um, she she works within this um, thirty mile radius of where we're currently located. Anything outside of that, she can do whatever she wants to do. But any anybody within that in that range, when it comes to photography services, if we pull in, then then we own that, you know. So it really just depends on you know um, nice. the, the specifics of how you want to work. So okay, got you. Yeah, that's that's helpful, right? So there's a time clause, but then there's a radius clause that you can put in there. Yeah. Well, cool, cool. Okay, so how do you? This is me. You know, I'm all into like like the systems and how you structure stuff. So you got contracts in there, you got some structure in place. How do you, do you send them like a contract via email? Do you use a particular contract sending software now or a tool or like, how, like what do you, how do you send that now? Yeah, we use, uh, we use a job form. Um, if in, something needs to be, you know, sent uh, electronic, uh, but most of the individuals that I'm, um, I'm working with are here local, so it's hands-on. You know, so uh, we do use, you know, your, your Slack uh, as far as softwares, communication softwares, of course, uh, on Google Suite, um, Dropbox, different things that make it for file transfer. Um, but for me, when it, when it came the best of developing a firm, I knew I needed to have somebody hand on that I could sit right across the table with, you know, um, and, and make that type of business transaction. Got you. And then with the contract, and the because first of all, shout out to all those tools you just dropped, job form right for sending contracts, Dropbox for transferring files, mm-hmm. Slack for communication. So in your company, 
when they're working with page design studios, you add them into your Slack's work yep. channel and you guys are able to talk about the projects that you're working on, right? Yep. Uh, and then real quick, how many people would you say that you're currently collaborating with that's working with page design studios? Four. Four, nice, yep. okay. And with those people there in this contract, there is the scope of work, the clauses, radius or time that's there, but then also there is a monetary amount that they're gonna get. Are you at a point, like, how are you handling payment? Because you've got to think for a listener, they are an individual possibly who's freelance and they want to start working with people, but it's like, how do I pay people? Do I just cash app them or do I, like, how do I keep track of that? Do I tell them to not Like, how you how do you take care of the, the, the yes, you're going to get paid a thousand dollars, but how you pay them? What's so, that process look like for studios? Yeah, so right now, um, we have the contractor agreement in place, and then when it comes to the payment itself, it's all subcontract. Um, and we went about it that way because we tried to employ you out. <laughs> um, quick story on that, you know, um, where I started from the ground level up, kind of groomed the individual, you know, in the space, put him up on game, and he's like, okay, I can do this myself. You know what I'm saying? So this is the shambles, you know. And I, I had to respect it because if you go back to my story, I did the same thing at the sign shop, you know what I mean? So understanding, you know, that um, in this space, in this space, you know, a lot of creators they they kind of want their own thing. They want that freedom to, to themselves. They really don't want to be tied down. So uh, part of the business model that we put in place to help you know grow is, like I said, start from the uh, foundational level. Um, like the photographer that I, I spoke with, you know, establishing her her LLC, giving her own personal uh, entity, kind of walking her through, those, through that space. So it's almost like they're working with us, but it's more like a, a B2B, so a business-to-business -business model, employee model. So when, when we're making our payments, I'm signing my payment over to their company and both their individual, right. and then they can filter their system how they, how they want to. Right. right. Now, you just said you helped them to establish their LLC, so it was kind of like a mentorship type thing yep. taking place, a coaching thing. Okay, so it wasn't yep. like, okay, Hey, I'm just going to hire you as a freelance photographer. I'm hiring as a freelance photographer, but I'm helping you to establish your business as well, so it can be that B two B. Yeah, yep. Uh, and that's I learned, so that's yeah, I learned so that early on. Like it's just it it worked in the nature of the of the of the partnership. You know what I mean? So it's like you know, I look at them. We're partners, opposed to you know this this hierarchy model. That, I feel like that hierarchy model and mindset is 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 dead it's more right. collaboration and partnership so um yeah that's the direction we went no like and that, that and honestly that's that's what i do with the artists i work with it was mm -hmm. I, I was seeing that it's like okay it's like you said it's easier to have this partnership mindset if i help you establish a business yep. as well so no that's that's yep. no, that's that's b to b y'all b to b we're going business to business which means you have to have an established business so when you're setting up your studios, think about that. Hey, I'm going to be working with other people who also have businesses. So they work with me, not necessarily working for me. Yes, I may have got this contract from the city of whoever, Alama district. I'm the one that got the contract, but you're working with me as a subcontractor. All right, so we're, we're getting ready to get out of here for people who like, okay, well, again, how do I pay these people? Are we paying them via, like, I know you say you're not employee and like, but are you using a certain, are you just paying an invoice or are you paying, using the dust? Like, are you using a software or a system or anything like that? Um, straight check. 
Straight check. Um, yeah, straight check. Yep. All right. Cool. <laughs> now, hold on. Before we get out of here, is yeah. there anything that you just, you know, like you said, because once again, this is geared towards mm -hmm. creatives that are in a pursuit of entrepreneurship or that desire to be entrepreneurs. Um, so is there like a, just like a takeaway, one one gem, if you can just drop on them before we, 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 we leave today? Man, I'm going to say stay authentically you. Like it's so easy to get on social media and see the trends and different things of that nature. Like establish like who you are as a person and allow that to facilitate your work. That's what's going to separate you from everybody else. That's what individuals are going to connect with. So, you know, find that authenticity of, of who you are and create from that space opposed to looking to your left and the right and saying, oh, that's dope over there. I'm going to try to like, nah, kill all of that, you know invest invest in in the authenticity of yourself create from that space and and build your networking platform around that love it i love it i love it and i love it so no thank you listen this has been this has been good just to hear your story about you know how you was this this knucklehead from lima right that yep. your words not mine you know what i'm saying you were this knucklehead from lima yeah. um but look at you now right you yeah. you yeah. you've gone through from being this knucklehead okay I, I know i gotta go to school you mm -hmm. went to school um you were able to get some information and things from there then from there you you were able to work for somebody who had a business and do some freelance work and all these other things and then they fired you to kick and kicked you out of the nest for you to be like okay let me go ahead and do my own thing yeah, and yeah. then we, I, we we didn't really touch on it but you mentioned that the birth of your child Mm. kind of was that why as to like okay no i gotta i can't just have fun no more yeah i yeah. gotta be about this bag yeah, yeah. yeah. right yeah. um and now you have this um this phenomenal studio that you're able to now employ people that are creatives as well mm -hmm. um and yeah you just kind of learned to put certain things in place to, to protect you and yep. your brand and what you're doing but still have these b2b relationships yep, yep. so this is great. <laughs> Man, it's, it's dope. And to be able to get to the point of going from a person who just loves to draw and paint to having a six, seven figure company in your hands, right? Yep. That is amazing. And as you say, you're very faith based. I have to say that that is a blessing. So thank you for uh, continuing to be a good steward over your gift and then offering it to the world. And then now, creating opportunities for others. I love it. I love it. Thank you for being on with us and chopping it up with us. My pleasure, y'all. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And while I'm here thanking, I want to also thank you, those of you who are listening in right now to the podcast. I want you to go ahead and show us some love by leaving us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever it is that is your favorite podcast, listening or viewing platform drop us a review and it's going to help push us up so that we can keep this going for other creatives also if you have not head over to mmcbpodcast.com and join the creatives corner community man again great thank you y'all for listening yeah, man. before we go you know i gotta do it you gotta do it i gotta get y'all to say this mantra i want y'all to say it out loud and that also goes for you and frank as well we end this show we want to make sure we end it with an affirmation that spurs us on in our creativity. It says, all it takes, all it takes, all it takes is intention, is intention, consistency, consistency, 
and laser focus and laser focus to mind my creative business to mind my my creative business business. yeah all right i'm shot speaks i'm ironic lee and we will see you guys later